Yo, what's up? This is QC. You're listening to Wolf Test R vs. Light Podcast. Here I interview Decent from The Cold Press. We talk about the release of their self-titled album, The Cold Press, and the production of their music video, When Wolves Attack, and much more. Tune in. It's good, bro. Not much. Chillin', chillin', man. Chillin'? Yeah. Abby, uh, what's your name? Go by the name of Decent. Where you from? From the Bronx, South Boogie. Mm. And you're an MC? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. So, like, alright, so first I'm gonna take a, take a jump at, like, recent projects to acknowledge you real quick. Dope album, Cold Press, yeah. Brent Butler. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? A couple of dope musicians, too, and all of that. Um, so, congratulations on that. Uh, thank you, bro. Appreciate it. You know what I mean? Uh, to acknowledge y'all on, like, get y'all campaign and just hitting the pavement, just being everywhere, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, like y'all are definitely inspiration for me. Oh, I definitely appreciate that, bro. Word, I mean that shit. Um, um, so, all right. So you and Brent, how long y'all know each other? I want to say it's been about five years. Brent and I known each other. Wow, time yeah. flies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, but um, you've been rapping longer than five years. Actually. Yeah. Um, I've actually been rapping since I want to say. I was about eight years old. Word? Yeah, been rapping wow. for a pretty long time. Um, I actually started recording music in high school. So, tell me a bit about that. Um, originally, like I used to, I used to pretty much just like battle, like no do ciphers on the street, and then um, I actually met with a group of cats um that were actually into like recording music. So then I went to make that transition from just being somebody who just rapped on the street to somebody who was actually making songs. So that was a very, very trying experience to say the least, but it taught me a lot. You know, I I didn't have a lot of advantages that a lot of people had. I didn't see a recording studio, like a legit recording studio until like my 20s, like my early to mid 20s. I'm pretty much used to recording in like makeshift studios and like bedrooms and dining rooms and all of that. So, but yeah, pretty much has been a journey in regards to making that transition from being a quote-unquote rapper to an artist. Right, right, right. Shout out, shout out to that transition because, like, you're saying that you know uh, that transition is real. Yeah, know, it is. It, it it's really not is. easy to get to, and then when you get there, it's, it's you know it's and it's, it's more learning. Yeah, because yeah. um you mastered that one aspect from just going from spitting bars to actually crafting songs, and then actually stumble upon a realization that you know you're not just making songs if you're trying to reach a certain level you're also crafting a product Mm -hmm. so it's how do i market this product how do i promote it how do Mm -hmm. i push it how do i get it to the right people to even listen to to see if it's good enough to see if it's bad enough there's so many nuances into making music and that's not something you can just read in a book right right because everybody's music and everybody's experience into getting music and making music is tailor-made to that specific person. Mm-hmm. So pretty much you learn, you know, for better or worse, how to navigate through the treacherous waters of the music industry or just mm-hmm. making music in general. Mm-hmm. So I'm really, really grateful to have had those opportunities and, you know, kind of attend the school of hard knocks and getting into the music industry. Right, right. You know, cause like, I remember, like I've spoken to Brent and he told me that how like, how that, album might have never even gotten completed if it weren't for you being there and being on them like making sure this this process was like led from like beginning to the end completion and whatnot of course it's a team effort yeah, kind yeah, of thing yeah. but like you know it's you taking you know taking initiative on that level you know what I mean and uh and really taking your class seriously because a lot yeah because, um, because you want to um 
you want to get the most out of um, projects because we live in an era where everything pretty much doesn't have a long shelf life. Right. So just being an independent artist, it's really, really crucial that the the amount of time and energy that you put into a body of work is extremely sustainable for right. a certain amount of time. You want to be active, you want to be busy, you just don't want to glaze over everything. Right. But it's kind of like this this teetering slope, so to speak, because you don't want to hang on to something for too long, but yeah. you don't want to just pass over it so quickly. Right, right, you don't want to just toss stuff up. And exactly, especially since you make it. Yeah, yeah, because Brent and I spent a good, I want to say, seven months working on the cold press. Yeah. And I didn't want it to just be seven months in vain where right. We did this and pretty much when we reached the end, it was just like, okay, let's just hurry up and get it done. No, I wanted to make sure it was done right towards the end. And I think we did a phenomenal job, you know, me doing solo projects, me being a part of other people's projects. I can honestly say this is probably the most fulfilling bodies of work that I put out. Word, real talk, man, dope. And y'all actually got like a video uh, for one of the songs, for, for one of y'all to start a video game. Yeah, yeah. That was a dope, not only video, but a dope shoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like how did that come about? What was that like, that process? Um, We actually got a pro- I actually had luxury being an yeah, extra. Yeah, that was dope. <laughs> Shout out to you for coming out. You pulled an all-nighter and still showed up to the set before us. <laughs> Damn, making us look bad. But, um, so pretty much, um, we actually got approached about doing the video to video game. So um, the two um, directors, um, Yuka and Torrin, great, great directors, um, they approached us with the whole concept and everything. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, called upon our buddies who also happen to be artists and, you know, just different people to come through to the shoot. And that itself, that in itself was once again, another one of those experiences being on a high level in regards to making quality music because mm-hmm. Normally, Brent and I, respectively, we're used to just pretty much shooting videos guerrilla style. Right. Just getting a camera, you know, picking locations throughout the city, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. It's just like, you know, on the go and everything's done mm-hmm. in maybe like four or five hours tops because there's only but so much footage you need for, you know, certain songs. Mm-hmm. But this was more, you know, theatrical, for lack of a better term, because the EP itself is a story. Mm, so we yeah, wanted to make sure that the visuals kind of correlated with the story that we're, we're trying to tell. So, you know, it was much more elaborate. And seeing as how this was something that got brought to us, this idea, it was a lot of hurry up and wait that we're not used to because we're used to calling shots. So right, right, it's, right. <laughs> was, it's us telling the director, okay, we're going here, we're going there, we're going there. But right. then when the roles kind of get reversed and directors are, you know, directing, right. <laughs> it gets a little bit, it's like, oh, okay. Well, <laughs> well, it's like, okay, you guys, you know, sit right there and, you know, just hang out and we'll call you when we're ready. So we're sitting there like a little bit antsy, a little bit anxious. And then, you know, okay, Decent brand, okay, and action, rap, good guys, that was great. Sit back over there, we'll call you more ready. Just like, damn, like, is this is our video? Like, it's like pretty much like we're used to setting the table, right. but in this case, it's like we came into the room and like they sat us down at the table, put the bib on us, and like right. handed right. us the utensils and just told us to eat. But right. it was a really, really great experience, and um, the video came out amazing. You know, we're definitely really, really proud of it of that being the first official visual for um, the EP. Mm-hmm. So it, it really set the stage for us looking forward in regards to the type of quality that we look for when we put out videos. Word. Nah, that shit is definitely apparent though. Like, you know, um, 
Like, uh, definitely seen uh, some of Yuka's work. You know what I'm saying? I've heard a lot about Torrance's work and whatnot. And, like, yeah. and plus, being even just being an actor, I got a chance to see just how militant they are as far as that process. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was scared to even talk when not instructed to. Like. Exactly. They were like, you know, they, they, they took it very, very seriously. And that's something that we really, really respect because it was a collaboration. And mm-hmm. sometimes people were on the opposite end of, you know, creating something. You know, we make the music, but somebody's putting together the video. It may have that same drive, that same meticulous nature, but yeah. in regards to knowing what goes into what we do and knowing what goes into what they do, sometimes that there's a communication breakdown. Yeah. But they were so dedicated. Right. They took the song seriously. They right. took us seriously. And it was just a really, really great time mm-hmm. to be had by somebody, you know, by a few individuals that actually shared the same enthusiasm about our song as we had. Right, right, right. Yo, I can only imagine that experience like though. Mm. Or shout out to them. Um, what is so you know saying great body work, you know, cold press and all that. What are some of the songs that uh, that you were most excited about in the release or after creating it? Um, and why? Imagination. Imagination. Yes. Mm. Imagination specifically for various reasons just from the beginning like when brent first came up with the hook mm. i was like you know i was really really engaged with the love the hook mm. and i kind of remember writing my verse in the studio and something told me to like just be more melodic than i normally am mm. in my rhymes and i don't know what moved me to do that right so it's just like i guess like that's when I was really in the groove of the album because mm-hmm. it was a little bit of stagnation on my part because this was me venturing into a completely different realm in regards to my artistry. Yeah. Like I, this is something that I've never tapped into. Right. So I'm doing a lot of things, saying a lot of things, saying them in different ways that I've never said them before. Right. So wow. at first you kind of ease on into it. Then once we finally reach that point with recording the EP and even writing and doing shows at that point, it's like all bets were off, you know, I was a little bit more exposed, a little bit more willing in regards to trying yeah, different things. Yeah, so yeah. me doing that and then the song just kept building, you know. So we had the initial layering of that and then Brent adding the guitar solo and then the whole breakdown at the end and, you know, having additional voices and stuff like that. I think they want to come in. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Then we realize what we're recording tonight. We're going to pick up what we left off though. Sorry about that. <laughs> so good. Though, she's talking about the imagination track. But you just gonna have to listen to that real quick. I'll post the link. But um, yo, real quick, uh, the cold press. Yeah. Um, like what? Uh, what inspired the name? Besides Brent being a health fanatic. Um, Word. Yeah. He did host a seminar. Yeah. Him and his, you know, nuts and berries and all that other shit. But um, that aside, um, that's a minuscule, like you know, correlation with like the actual title. But um. An actual cold press juice is like raw, you know, pretty much raw goods and you know mm-hmm. stuff that's unfiltered. Wow. So pretty much we got the whole concept of, you know, the content that we're delivering on this album is like raw, it's unfiltered. Mm-hmm. So kinda like resembling like a cold press juice. So that's where we came up with the cold press. And originally the original art idea was for it to be an actual cold press bottle where, right. you know, you had the label and on the back you had like the ingredients was gonna be the track list, but we just felt like that was just like a little bit just too obvious. Right, right, right. So eventually like the whole idea of like the jackalope, you Especially know. Especially considering y'all job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
So um, it kind of like started to like take shape with the whole jackalope idea. And once we kind of started to like, but even before the jackalope came into play, we just, we kind of just had different takes on, you know, the title, how we can expand on it and make it, you know, much, much more deeper. Mm -hmm. And so the cold press in regards to, you know, the, the lack of warmth society has, you know, I was like really, really like just cold hearted and cold blooded. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the type of feel that we were trying to transmit on this album. Mm-hmm. And the press, us being, you know, I guess news reporters in a way, right. and reporting like this, oh. you know, this malice and, you know, and, you know, all these other, you know, these other traits like apathy and stuff like that, us reporting that. So it's like we're cold and like, you know, we're also like news reporters wow. in regards to like, you know, the cold press. So. Yeah. That's actually pretty interesting, like like the diff- even the different angles of analogies to that name. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like how it's actually pretty, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so we originally, you know, started out as it being like a mixtape sort of, and then like the whole concept of it being a story just developing. The more we got into the story, the more these different themes kind of started to come up in the end because we had to get really dark. I don't want to necessarily say us as like people, right? Like living like in a dark space, but like just in regards to like our delivery, our content. Because mm-hmm. you know, I've had a lot of people like come to me out of concern <laughs> over the EP. I've had a lot of people who view the video really? game video, yeah. Like, and for instance, um, I've had people come to me about the video game video because initially they think video game is like a fun, loving, like you know happy you know club song right 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 so but they're not actually like listening to it it's like we meet this underage girl <laughs> we take her to a party she has a fake id and she's on all these drugs drinking all this liquor and like people are just like singing along with the hook and we're like dude like <laughs> video came out like I've had a few people like you know they either email me or they message me like hey like you know I love the song but like like why did the girl have to die and it's just like <laughs> mind you mind you the video came out before the EP so he had to keep explaining to people over and over and over again that um, the, the EP is a story the EP is right. a story and like trying to really get them to understand that yo like this isn't Brent and I and our normal true true selves. Right, we're right. Playing characters, we're expressing right. ideologies that are fluent throughout society right now. Mm-hmm. You know. So there was that, and like we got a lot of flack over the when Wolves Attack. Well, I don't know really? too much about Brent, but like I got a lot of personal flack about the Wolves Attack video from a lot of people that I know. So um, oh, what? Um, different things, like really, really a bunch of different things. Um, more specifically. Um, I've had people talk about um, the young lady that's in the video, um, Kimma Jones. Uh, she's a she's a model slash actress and uh, one of my really really good friends. So she's in the video and she's getting dressed and giving Kimberly's like you know, I want to say shapely anatomy. You know, <laughs> people felt like I've had somebody come to me and say like you know, it was like not necessarily like you know verbatim but like touch upon the idea of it being a little bit misogynistic and I'm like how like she's getting dressed right like you know it's not like you know we had a stripping for dollars like she's right. 
literally just getting dressed. Right. You know, nothing out the ordinary. Right. The same thing that she did to come to the video shoot is what she's doing in the actual video. Right. Getting right, dressed. Right. What was that implication there? I mean, it was in, in the context of the song. Yeah. Because once again, this isn't like a, like I can understand if it was just like a, a regular song and we're just adding these themes for right. shock value. Just, just for the sake of. Yeah, but yeah. it's like if you're listening to the song, like right. everything that we're saying correlates with the song. Like mm-hmm. when she, like when Brent says, you know, I don't want to show you if she got no ass. Right. And we're going to show a girl in the video that just happens to have ass but she's right. not shaking it she's right. not like you know being quote-unquote sexual she's right. getting dressed and she just happens to have a very nice body right 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 so right. and then of course the robbery scene which was a cause for concern mm. so naturally like i got a lot of heat from that from a lot of different people family members you know exclusively but i actually got a facebook message from somebody who knew knew me for a pretty long time knew me in high school and i got my start and stuff like that but she was like oh your music is you know you're very very talented and i feel like you could be doing much much more than promoting you know drugs and robbing and i was like i'm like I, I explained to her the whole concept behind the ep but it's like dude like i'm not promoting any of this right, like right, if you right. listen to the song it's not me more so glorifying it it's right. me explaining it right and right shedding light on this yeah. mentality that, you know i guess it's because it's a when you listen to the song you see the video and that's always been like one of my issues in regards to like music is the mm-hmm. fact that you know and you know with movies it's like i can say this but this is just like so terrible right that i say this right but like you can see this in the movie theater right and it's like that was a good movie right <laughs> but right. like me saying this on on record is horrible right and then right. when you merged it to me saying this in a in a song and then you seeing me say this in a song automatically right. it's it's terrible it's like right. no like this is a music video like right. i'm i'm acting right and it's like to kind of take it a step further like i'm not even necessarily decent in this video like right. I'm, never mind me being Dwayne. like i'm not even decent in this right. video i'm playing a character right so that was kind of you know one of the one of the you know gripes I kind of had about the EP is the fact that people just got so hung up on the actual obvious content mm-hmm. like you know the things that we're saying they're thinking that we're advocating that as opposed to thinking a little bit deeper like right, right. you know so that's why we just had to keep explaining over and over again it's a yeah. story it's a story it's a story and yeah. you kind of don't want to give that you know that that disclaimer because you right. want people to take from it what they take from right, it right, so that's right. why in certain cases it's just like you know live and let live right i can't right. explain myself to everybody that sees the video right right so right. It's, that's another challenging thing about making a, a body of work that isn't just so blatant mm-hmm. is knowing that you can't explain this to everybody right people are going to have to just take away what they take away from it yeah yeah that's actually uh that's a that's a good lesson for like especially other artists out there that might be listening to this you know what I mean? Like that's something that's ahead of them, or even if it's something they currently already dealing with, it's like yo, it's kind of like from from your experience, it's like yo, that's kind of like the, the most productive mindset. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, so I believe for that. Um, so uh, what? Who's some of the producers that was on on your album? Um, a majority of the songs um were produced by um Adrian Adonis. Mm-hmm. Uh. We had uh, one actually on the song pregame was produced by Brent himself. 
Really? Yeah. Oh shit. Frank produced pregame. Is that the one my homegirl called? Yeah. I ain't gonna front. That was a fire little element that got sprinkled on that track, man. Yeah. Originally, it was just gonna be like a, a an instrumental itself. It's just mm. gonna be a transition into oh. Young Richard Violet into video game. There's gonna be no talking, no anything. It was just gonna be, you know, just a straight like you know, interlude like mm. how Watch the Throne how they had a little break in between songs and yeah. watch the throne. It was originally supposed to be that, but um our engineer Craig, shout out to Craig, um, great, great, great engineer. So um he said that he kinda didn't like it. So mm. then Brent and I kinda just like, so what are we gonna do? Cause we like the beat. So it was like, hmm, let's turn this into an actual like song. So he produced that. Um Imagination was produced by Kid Flash. Um we have Vinay on there, and then Brent and I added like you know extra additional production to some of the songs, you know the guitar riffs, you know yeah. back and vocals and stuff like that. So, yeah. so it was just a, a plethora of like other producers like working on, but mainly when Wolves Attack, uh, Young Rich and Violet, uh, Love were produced by um, Adrian Adonis, mm -hmm. which is a really really dope dude. Word, and uh, and. Two two final points I want to like close on and all they're not small ones but you know what I'm saying when I, like I, and then I know because people don't know that the chronological background <laughs> decent you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. uh, lately you've been doing a lot of moves like uh, you know in the city and uh, especially a lot in Brooklyn yeah um, you know with groups like Brooklyn Wildlife and that whole network or yeah. whatnot um, what has that experience been like in transition to that from you know maybe your previous experiences uh, it's been a very very fulfilling a very eye-opening experience mm. and I'm not saying that to be facetious in the least bit because it may be me getting introduced to the Brooklyn wildlife environment while working on the cold presses I think the catalyst to having me be a little bit more open with mm. certain executions in regards to the project mm. you know seeing a plethora of different artists from different backgrounds who do different music and right. they're just so expressive and they're so into it and they're pouring themselves into it. It's more right. than just a stage persona. It's more than just a stage name. It's like right. they're living who they actually are. Right. And even though this this project wasn't necessarily me living who I was, it right. was still me being around that truth that I'm talking about. Right, right. Yeah, so doing the Brooklyn Wildlife shows and just being around so many different influential people that kind of in a way contributed in their own way and I'm not sure they even realized that a lot of the momentum and a lot of the energy that got transmitted into making the cold press uh, a lot of people from Brooklyn Wildlife were actually at the video game video shoot yeah um, Chris came through with Chris Cam. exactly and then, funny enough Chris was actually in the When Wolves Attack video or yeah um, he's um people don't actually see him he's in a sheet mask but he's sitting on um, steps of the church he's in there um, Shane Moe's teeth make a cameo on the Wolves Attack video. Somebody shouted out his teeth on Facebook. Yeah, like his teeth are in the video. And that was dope that he came through and actually like stood there for like five seconds. And <laughs> like, you know, that was great work that um, they, um, they, that he came through and like just stood for like five seconds just to like show his teeth. <laughs> and Chris was also taking pictures there, took pictures at the video game, video yeah, shoot. So, yeah. and they always put us, they always put us on and put us in the best light as possible. Whenever a show comes up, we're like one of the first people. Yeah. And I remember us first hitting the scene last year, and I was displayed to see you. 
earlier how when we first did our first Brooklyn Wildlife show, nobody knew who we were. Mm -hmm. We weren't even like officially established as a duo. Mm -hmm. We just did it. And then a year later, we do Chris's birthday party again. Right. And we're the headliners. Right, right, right. You know, so um, I'm grateful for meeting so many people that I respect as artists, that, you know, I respect and come to love as people. Mm -hmm. And just for the various contributions that they make, not just to their own network but I feel like to music as a whole because that motivates me and that propels me to also want to contribute and make great music and Word. spark these new ideas and Word. not just move hip hop forward but just music and just progressive thinking in general forward. Yeah, because it's not so it's not so stagnant and you feel like you're just lumped in into just this one specific genre of music or just yeah. this, or just doing music period. Mm -hmm. Just like you just find different forms of being expressive, just being around these people. So I'm forever grateful and shout out to Brooklyn Wildlife for real. Facts. Shout out to Brooklyn Wildlife. Like they single handedly changed my life. Yeah. And this is why I'm so passionate about connecting at least certain people to that to that network because I'm like I know they're gonna love it. Like you yeah. know what I'm saying? And especially in that way they're gonna do something with that. And it's a rare breed too because it's like everybody you have to not necessarily be somebody but be about something if you're gonna down with Brooklyn Wildlife, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people kind of just take what we do for granted, but you yeah. have people out here that are just like living it. Really about it. Yeah. Really about it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So it ain't for everybody. Exactly. Right? And just the, just the whole notion of like, you know, if you ain't about the love, if you ain't about the love for just, not just music, but just for the love of people, for the love of art, for the love of progression, and you know, you have a cause and you know, you, you say you about something and you just kind of half-ass it then this this network ain't for you right right because you have to be about something you have to contribute you have to not just necessarily to the network but just to whatever it is that you're yeah, doing in general you do. yeah but being around this network you have people looking at you like oh so you do this right you can see that you're doing this right thing. right right yeah so but definitely brooklyn wildlife great group of individuals and i'm definitely honored and it's definitely a privilege to be rocking with them Yo, that is, yo, real talk, real talk. And the next thing I want to touch on before we end this is like your, your previous mixtape. Uh, I think it was your first solo mixtape. Oh yeah, stay uh, hard. And songs like uh, um, make it anywhere. Make it anywhere. Mm -hmm. I almost said I don't need you, but that's that's that's, 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 that's a side project. That's what um that's me and Brent's gym that you can only hear if you come to our shows right he's been talking about um releasing it officially but i'm just like nah that's that's like the Loch Ness monster the only way you get to see it is if you come to the show fact <laughs> nah, i know when i dig that um so tell me a little bit about how the the uh make it anywhere song came about and then tell me a bit about what uh a little bit of the surrounding story around your mixtape and what that was like and some of those other songs were tied to um yeah state of the art was like that's that's my baby right there. Right. That's like the the launching pad for everything that has come to be as of this day, whether it be the cold press, whether you know, be my my following solo solo project that's coming up. Like that was pretty much and I've done projects before, but like that's like if you were to I guess chart my start, so to speak, that's what I wanna be recognized for. And mm -hmm. that was my first attempt at mm -hmm. me having control so to speak over my music right i picked the producers i came up with the concept of songs you know i reached out who i wanted to do collaborations with like it was just all my idea mm -hmm. and i hold so very very tightly to that because that was the first time i actually was in that position to do so right and so a song like make it anywhere it's 
it's it's a little bit vain and contrived in a sense you know thinking about it now even though i love that song people love that song too but back then my whole thing was this was like my first outing being a quote-unquote solo artist where i had all this control so i feel like i had to make a run-of-the-mill hip-hop album mixtape or whatever you want to call it i had to have mm-hmm. a song for the ladies i had to right. have you know the, the pseudo party joint I had to right. have their songs like <laughs> I, had to, I had to I had to like pretty much cover the whole spectrum of a, a quote unquote debut hip hop project so right. Make It Anyway was the last song and I knew I wanted this the single to be Make It Anyway I didn't have any idea what I wanted it to sound like I knew I wanted it to be very very anthemic mm. where you know you hear it and you just feel like just so like it was something really, really big, and it right. was something that people could sing along to, right. something that people could relate to, right. and just me being a diehard New Yorker and just loving everything that embodies New York for better or worse. I felt like I kind of had this scribble down the song that really, really captured that because I can't picture myself being anywhere else than not just from the Bronx, but just from New York. Right? And like I just love it here, and the the. The mantra stands true, like if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. That is the true fact. And I know plenty of people who, you know, went down south and, you know, things like that. And, like, I respect them for it. And in retrospect, I'm pretty sure if I made that same move, like, life would be a whole lot easier right. in some regards. But I feel like I would have just gave up. Right. My dream right. was to, you know, make it as an artist in New York City. And I don't want to give up on that. Thanks. The only way... I'm, the only way I'm really gonna give up on that is if at this point I'm in the ground. Like right. that's that's like that's there's no such thing as well I can move here and right. you know, it's like yeah. <laughs> I remember that Jim Jones said if you wanna make movies you go to Hollywood, if you wanna Facts. make music you come to New York. Facts. <laughs> Yo, so and I just so happen to live here and it's so competitive but I wouldn't have it anyway. I couldn't see myself living in a small town making music because I feel like I wouldn't be progressive. Right. Like granted, you could feel like that here, but you're just amongst the hustle and bustle. So it's a sliding slope of feeling like one minute like damn there's so many people doing this. But then it's like, you know what? Fuck it, I'm doing it too. Let me go out. You know what I'm saying? Like so it's just something very, very energizing and very, very revitalizing about being in the midst of New York City chasing your dreams and not just mm-hmm. if you make music but if you do anything mm-hmm. so with Make It Anywhere I wanted to kind of craft that ode to the fact that if you can make it here chasing your dreams you definitely can make it anywhere even if you're not necessarily from here even if you feel like it relates to wherever you're from if you right. feel like you can make it there then you right. can make it anywhere I'm right. specifically talking about New York because that's where I'm from right right you know? but if you're from any other place I've actually had people from other states you know, say that they related to making anyway, and they're not even from New York City, which is really, really dope. Word. Because everybody's trying to make it, you know, in their from in their hometown or their home state or their home country, doing something right. that they really, really love. So I ain't gonna front, man. Like the whole the anthemic feel. Some people sing along, some relate to that shit. That shit, you know what I'm saying? That shit is real, you know. Because uh, yeah. even I find myself in a random day when I'm running an errand or I'm doing something. I find that chorus in my head. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like ever since I first heard it. Yeah, it's getting to a point now where you know we're going to shows and people know the right know it. That's even a beautiful feeling. And even if they don't know it, when, even if it's their first time hearing it, by the time we get to the third chorus, like people are singing along. Right. Together. I'm just like, right. <laughs> wow. Like that's that's really really powerful. So mm-hmm. I really want to just 
take that whole notion and put it in, and then put it into that project and state of the art was just like the catalyst to me doing that mm. and like i said that's 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 my baby right there yeah. and some of the songs on there like uh you know break up the breakdown you know that's a song that's very very personal to me that was actually a song that i wrote in the midst of a breakup mm. and it's featuring um this artist from columbus called infamous mm. and he just so happened to be going through a breakup right. as well so it's right. just two heartbroken niggas on a song <laughs> which was just you know which was just you know perfect timing <laughs> so, but we both put a, like he said that was one of his favorite songs and then we mm. one of my favorite songs um second and none was like an old to like my family and friends mm. which is a very very emotional record for me as well uh i literally just like spent like four or five minutes just rapping straight being as honest as i possibly could and just mm. naming specific names mm. that helped you know forge my path towards being the person that i am today whether it be on the mic or you know just in everyday life so i really wanted to take that time out and it's probably my first attempt at being extremely vulnerable not just with that song but the whole entire project right. because i had this premonition of you know if you're going to be rapid you need to just talk about what people want to hear and a lot of times it's not going to be you because they don't know you enough to care about you right if you can implement implement in a way to make them care about you right then that's the signs of you being a great artist and a great storyteller right if right you can have somebody who never met you you know, listen to a song that you created and feel like they can relate to it in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. That's an amazing feeling. So Word. the whole state of the art project pretty much was the 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 launching pad for me to just be more cognizant and more aware of the type of audience that I'm, you know, mm-hmm. appealing to. Uh, right. Me, me being more self-aware, being able to be more vulnerable and talking about things that. I'm going through because when you live your life, sometimes you don't feel like you have that unique story. Right. Because it's like you're reading the same book over and over. And right, like, right. You know the story by heart. Yeah, exactly. Granted, new, new chapters are getting added, but pretty right. much the roles pretty much remain the same right. throughout each chapter. Right. So you never want to feel like, sometimes you don't feel like, you know, if you left this book down, somebody's going to want to pick it up. Right. And read it themselves and right. find anything engaging and want to keep reading Right. Right. So that kind of prevented me for a long time to not necessarily wow. put myself in my music. But yeah. now I feel like, you know what, it needs to be therapy for me. Yeah. So once people can sense that, you know, that, that, that genuine approach mm-hmm. and once people could feel like I'm trying to connect with them instead mm-hmm. of just talking and just having them listen to me talk. Yeah. And it's like it's a difference to me like talking and me trying to talk to you and like me trying to appeal to you when I'm talking. Right, right. It's like I could just be talking to you and just like I could be talking at right, you. Right, just so you right. can hear what I'm saying as opposed to be like, yo, you get what I'm saying? Like are you feeling what I'm saying? Right. And that's what I really want to try to do with my music. So State of Art definitely was the the start of me doing that and now that I kind of went through this whole metamorphosis of doing that a little bit more mm. with the cold press not just even regards to recording but just being more being more active being more vocal in regards to like doing shows and mm. stepping out of my comfort zone and performing with a live band just right. like having these residencies and just right. performing in everywhere from art stores to you know venues in the lower east side to right. you know the, the secret law right right any place and anywhere that you know is willing to have us and you know just really really willing to enjoy some good music it's like i'm willing to take all that experience all that knowledge that i've not just learned this past year but previously and apply it to 
this just amazing body of work that I feel like people can just like really, really get behind. People can just really get to know who I am as a person in totality. I feel like if I can accomplish this with this next project, then I'm set. I hear that. Well, in case you don't hear it enough, man, your presence means a lot to a lot of people. You know what I mean? Like I feel like what y'all do, it touches me. It inspires me a lot, you know what I'm saying? So I definitely appreciate that, bro. You definitely know. one of the people that help keep us going, like all the love and support that you show. So you already know, bro. don't think that that doesn't go unworded and unnoticed. Like even if you're not performing with us, you there, and right. that just goes for everybody that just really, really been a part of the whole movement that Brent and I kind of been forging in the last year and a half, and it really, really means a lot, yeah. Bro. You already know, man. Shout out to Decent. Brent Butler and the Cold Press album. You spell decent as D E A S C E N T. I went to public school. Don't judge me. Alright, word. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> and uh, where can it, what places can he find the album at? Oh, they can find it on um, iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal, uh, iHeartRadio. Mm. Um, you can also YouTube it. Um, the videos from Wolves Attack. Uh, just drop. It's on This Is 50. It's on JackDriller.com. Of course, it's on YouTube. Um, it'll be on Vivo soon. Uh, video game is also out now. You can just look that up mm -hmm. on YouTube as well. And uh, you can also check us out at TheColdPressMusic.com. Uh, social media for me, decent mm -hmm. everywhere Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, like you said, D E A S C E N T. Mm -hmm. Brent has Brent Butler Music on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Brent. Brent Butler Music on SoundCloud, Facebook, and on Twitter. It's Brent B. Butler, so make sure you follow him. Also, follow us on Twitter as well, Cold, at Cold Press Music. So, mm -hmm. like our fan page on Facebook, same thing. Just mm -hmm. look at, look for us. Uh, we got a whole bunch of shows coming up as always. If you haven't seen us, uh, we're going to be doing Kiss in Maryland's release party April 30th. Mm -hmm. and Pretty much where you see Q, you're going to see us. <laughs> All right, facts. And, uh, uh, and no matter where you are, just know that there's a, they have a show in your area, right? <laughs> uh, and real quick, yeah, um, State of the Art, where, where is that up at? Oh, you can find State of the Art at, um, on audiomac.com. Oh, yeah, audiomac. Yeah, you can find the single making anywhere. You can find that on iTunes. Uh, Spotify, um, Google Play, pretty much the same platforms as you could find any other of our music. Um, the Make It Anywhere video is on YouTube as well. That's up on Vivo as well. Uh, so yeah, nice. just just look out for us. And I also got hats on sale. Oh yeah, word, yeah, word. You got the snapbacks back? Yeah, the snapbacks nice. are coming back. Um, also coming out with some new designs. So just get in touch with me. Get some merchandise, whether it be ours, whether it be mine, and. Like I said, we here, so it's been a great 2015, 2016. It's been shaping up to be another great and promising year, and we just can't wait to see where it goes from here. I hear that. Well, thank you for your time, Brody. No doubt, bro. Sure, son.